Well, it's so good to be back here this morning. I'm so glad to be back here at church, home. Uh, Rachel and I were away for a week uh, working um, with a little bit of refreshment. Um, so we're so good to be, so happy to be back here with you all. Uh, we're going to jump right in uh, this morning uh, to the message. As if you were here last week, uh, Pastor Zach did an amazing job of kicking off uh, the sermon series, a brand new series called God's Plan. God's Plan. Let me just uh, <laughs> give a disclaimer. Uh, we were actually calling the series something else, and one day I was like, we got to call it God's Plan. And then Drake followed what I did and, and made a song. And it was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. I would sing it right now, but you would all like, be very disappointed in my abilities. I would, should say I would rap it a little bit right now. Uh, but then someone showed me uh, the music video. I'd never seen it. I, I, I just hadn't seen what it was. Someone was like, yo, you got to check this thing out. Um, and I did, and I was like, man, Drake, you're, cheers, like, you're doing work. <laughs> like, he was actually doing something kind of cool. Like, like, have you, anybody seen the video, right? I, I was like, I was like impressed with the dude. He was out there, like, just blessing people, uh, just helping people. And, and ultimately, like, I looked at that, like, that's the plan of God for the life of the believer. This is what this series is about, is like serving the city of Chicago or whatever city you call home. Drake was doing it. And to be honest, can I be honest with you this morning? He's doing it better than some people in the church. Hello. For me, it was super convicting. Can I be honest? I don't know Drake's story. I don't know anything about the man. He seems like an awesome dude. Um, he loves his bed and his mama. That's what he loves. He loves it. <laughs> I had to somewhere in this, <laughs> this message. But, uh, man, he's doing a lot more than some of us. And it was convicting. It was super convicting. Not to try to compare myself or to try to be better than him. That's not it at all. It was convicting in the fact that am I loving my city the way God's called me to love it? Am I building this city? Am I, am I building the church of Jesus Christ the way that God has called us to build the church of Jesus Christ? Are you building your city, your space, the space and place where God has you right now? Are you building it the way that God's called you, the God plan for your life? And we discovered last week in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a man of God. It is an amazing book. I love this book in the Bible. Nehemiah was a, a servant to the king. Everyone say servant. See, throughout Scripture, isn't it awesome that all the cool dudes were servants? <laughs> Ain't that something? That went over some of your heads. You're like, yeah, I think so. I think that's cool. They weren't, never mind. Servants. He was the cupbearer. Everyone say cupbearer. You know what that is? He would take a, a, a drink of whatever was presented to the king first so that they could ensure that it was not poisoned. We're good. We're good. He would give himself to this king so that if the king drank whatever he just drank, he would make sure that the king would not die. Talk about a legend. Yo, that dude was not afraid to die. Could, like, any point, <laughs> any meal. <laughs> Woo! Like, that could be his last meal, like, literally his last meal. And he was like, you know what, though? This is what God's called me to do. Sometimes serving, can I be honest, this is in my notes, serving your city, serving your space, serving the people around you, it's not always glamorous. And matter of fact, it's most of the time dangerous. That was a really good place to say, like, yeah, amen, I'm, we're with you. 
Because serving people is messy. Serving a city is messy. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ sometimes is dangerous. But guess what? I want to live dangerously. He's like, y'all like, man, he took a long vacation. He is juiced up again this morning. Yo, I'm serious. Like, I'm going to, I want to. I want to see this church be dangerous here in the city of Chicago. I don't want to see this come in, sit down on Sunday mornings, get our butts all stale, and get up and then just say, we checked off church this morning. Let's go have some brunch. We don't got time to waste. We don't got time to waste. And Nehemiah knew it. Nehemiah knew that his, the, the people of God were in trouble. They were hurting. The walls of their city had fallen down. Nehemiah was a cupbearer, but God put something on him, something mighty on him. You don't got to be the king to be special. God will equip what he's called you to do. Amen? Come on, church. God will equip what he has called you to do. Some of you in the room are scared of what he's called you to do. Guess what? He's going to equip you to do it. He's going to equip you to do it. Some of you are a barista. Be the best barista in the whole world. Pray over those coffee beans. Pray over those cups. As people drink it, they're going to be, whoa, Holy Spirit just got me. Bam. If you're a teacher in the room, be the best teacher to your kids. Pray over those little ones. Not out loud because that's weird and people might not be happy with you. But pray over the classroom. Anoint that classroom with the presence of God. You're a parent. Be the best parent. May other parents be jealous of how good you are as a parent and how much you love your kids. Well, jealousy is against the Bible. Yeah, so whatever. Make them want to be like you. Set a standard as a parent. Some of you work in the hospitals, start a healing ministry. It's called a prayer meeting in the hospital when you're going into patient's room. Hello. I'm, a, I'm, I'm ready to see the city change from the inside out. I'm ready to see God's plan unfold for this city. Not JP's plan, God's plan. If Drake's doing it, then we better step up our game and do it. We better start leading the way as the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Anyone thankful that we have the opportunity to build this city. I don't know where you're from. I don't know where you're, you call home, but this is for you regardless of where you're at. It's our time now. I don't care if you're young in the faith or if you've been walking in the faith. I've learned something. The more that I live with Jesus, the more I need Jesus. The longer I've served Jesus, the more I need to hear from Jesus because there's more work for me to do in Jesus' name. Amen? So I'm going to continue this series this morning, and I'm going to jump to chapter 4 here in a second. But I just need to cover chapter 3 because chapter 3 is awesome. The book of Nehemiah chapter 3. If uh, you have not read it, I would encourage you this week. And let me just say this every week. Whatever is preached here, go home and read it throughout the week. Dive into it for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you through it as well. Don't just take my words. Take the Bible's words throughout the week. Amen. Nehemiah 3, though, is amazing. And as I was discovering what to preach and teach and how I was going to continue the series, I read Nehemiah 3 once again, and I realized... There is like nothing that I can teach on in this book right here, this chapter. However, there is a lot. <laughs> and I don't have time to, to go through it all. But if you read it, what it is, it's just a list of people. Of people in the Bible that were called by God to go with Nehemiah and to build the wall around the city. It's awesome because it shows me a couple things. The first is this. It shows unity as a, as a, as a body of Christ. When a need happened, when, it, when, the, when the call was, was coming from heaven, they all just stepped up to the game. They stepped up to the plate. Chose me that thing. You know what else is awesome in that? As you read those names, every single one of them says, son of, son of, son of. 
Not son of, some of you are like, does it, does it say, never mind, anyways. It says son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so. And you know what's amazing about scripture? Every word of scripture is God-breathed, including that. And it shows me that they were a family. They were a son of someone. They were a family unit. And in that unit, they knew that the work needed to be done. We as a church are a family. We as a family can do this together. We're better together. It's a saying we say here in this church and we live by it. We are better together when everybody comes together and says, hey, I can do this, or hey, I can do that, or hey, I can be a part of this, or hey, I can serve here, or hey, I can be there. I can do something because I am a son of Jesus. It's awesome. A son of Jesus. Jesus that died for me. I I can do this. And you know what it does for us as people to this city? It shows that we're in this together. Guys, there's enough division in this world. There's enough hate in this world. There's enough, ah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let the government if they do this and that, ah, uh, whatever. But the church, the church, we need to be together. And we need to see the walls of Chicago be built up. We need to see revival begin to take place because the only way it's going to happen is if we, as people of God, start to step into God's plan, which is for this city, and we start to say, we're a son of Jesus, let's do this together. That's Nehemiah 3, paraphrase. Ah, it's awesome. Well, Nehemiah 4, if you have your Bibles, open them up to 1 to 9. We've got to be a part of God's plan. I believe that the more we can, the more we're going to see God move in this city. The more we can do this together, the more that we can step up together and do this together, we're going to see God pour out his spirit on the city. Amen? I'm going to read chapter 4, 1 through nine, and it says this. Now when Sambalot heard that they were building the wall, remember they were already starting, all these men started to go and build these walls, specific places on the wall. He was angry, he was the one against them, and greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. And he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, why are these feeble, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice Will they finish up in a day? Can you just hear that tone that he's saying this stuff to? He's hot. He's upset. He's ticked. He's ticked. And he's like, yo, these Jews think they're going to do something cool. Will they do it in a day? Do they think they're that good? Do they think they're that good? Like, that's how, he, that's how I read scripture, and this is how it's being said. Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish and burned, and burned ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, yes. <laughs> what are they building? If a fox, a little fox, goes up on it, he'll break down that stone wall. And then this is what Nehemiah comes back with and says. Hear, O God, for we are despised. Turn back their taunts on their own heads and give them to be plundered in a land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt and do not let their sin be blotted out from your sight. For they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders. Nehemiah prays a bold prayer. That's not the nicest prayer I've ever read in the Bible. It's actually pretty serious. We necessarily don't pray that way today. Can I be honest? Grace came through Jesus Christ. But Nehemiah was like, yo, you're coming against God's people. I'm going to pray a prayer that is serious. So we built the wall. And all the wall was joined together to half 
its heights. Everyone say half its height. For the people had a mind to work. Say mind to work. And jumping down to verse 9 for the sake of time. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. Jesus, these are your words. Today we pray and ask that the way you put it in me, God, will come out. Holy Spirit, speak to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The God plan, it's really this. It's seeing this city change. If you call Oasis Church Chicago home, if you are part of this church, our call from heaven is simple. See revival come to this city. See people's lives transformed from the inside out by the good news of Jesus Christ. Step up in faith and believe God for what he has said he wants to do in this city. This is the God plan. This is the God plan for your own lives, is to see God unfold what he called us to do as individual followers of Jesus Christ. And that is this, simply this. Serve God with all your heart. Serve people. And go and make disciples. A.K.A., share the good news of Jesus Christ with the people around you. You want to know, like, what are you called to do? What am I called to do, God? Why don't we just start there? With those three things first. What if we got those three things down first and lived in those three things and then maybe, just maybe, I can almost guarantee it though, that you would start to see the God plan unfold in your life. You would start to see things come to pass in your life. You would start to see the plans and the visions and the dreams and everything that God called you to do start to unfold. You'll start to see what needs to be dead really stay dead and what needs to come to life come to life. You will see what is broken in your life actually become whole when you say, God, I want your plan and not my plan. I want your vision, not my vision. I want your heart for these people. This is, this is a pivotal thing right now more than ever before, I believe. We need a God plan for this church and a God plan for the churches across the city and for Chicago itself. Wow, that, that was really awesome to say amen right there. You want me to say it again? We need more than ever today a God vision for this city. Because he wants to do it just like he wanted to do it with Nehemiah. He saw the brokenness of his people. He saw the pain. He saw the words and the attacks coming at him. He saw what was going on, and he was burdened. And so in chapter 1, he prays, God, I'm burdened. I want to do something. I want to be a part of the change. And God sends him. And he had a mission from heaven. He had a, he had a call from heaven. He, he was let go to go and do what God's called him to do. And now it's becoming like, man, we need to have his presence so that we can know what is prompting us and where we're prompted to go and what we're prompted to do. Do you guys realize something? As a believer, you're prompted to do something. <laughs> There's a lot of faith in this room. You're like, I don't want to be prompted for anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing, but that's the truth of us sometimes. Yeah, I want to be prompted, but no, nah, I don't really want to be. <laughs> I want to be used, but I don't. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been used before. It didn't work out really well. 
No, if, if I read scripture and I read what the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us to do, is that we should be prompted every single day to do something great every single day of our lives. I don't want to put my head on the pillow every night wondering, did I do something cool today for God's kingdom? Did I do something awesome for God's kingdom? Did I love the people around me? No, I want to be prompted, what Holy Spirit, to do something every single day because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know. And guess what? The only thing you're going to be left with here on this earth is your legacy and your character. Think about that for a second. Not Oasis' name for me. Not this cool little, cool church. Not for me. No, what's going to be left for me is my legacy and my character. What people are going to talk about you when your time comes from this earth is your legacy and your character. Were you a part of God's plan or were you trying to create your own plan? Nehemiah was like, whoa, I want to be a part of this plan. I want to build this city. I want to do what God's called me to do because I, I, people are in need, people are hurting, and God, you've called me to do it. But when he calls you to do something, there's a couple things that I see throughout Scripture. When the God plan starts to unfold in people's lives, the reason why people stop is because attacks start to happen. Attacks. See, the first thing, God's plan prompts attacks. Oh, an encouraging word this morning here at Oasis Church, Chicago. Bring on the attacks, God. I'm ready. I'm like, see, this is so good. It's super good. Because I have been told as a young believer from actually a young age, oftentimes I would hear this phrase. And when I wasn't serving Jesus, I didn't like it. Um, But when I began to walk and talk and grow in Jesus, I loved it. And it was this, JP, when you're actually doing something for the kingdom of God, Satan will come after you. But if you're not doing anything for the kingdom of God, he'll leave you alone. Why? Because you're ineffective. He don't need to do nothing with you. I was like, oh, snap. And then I'm like, do I really want to? (laughs) You sure? (laughs) We sure here? Yeah. You know what's awesome? Is that when you start to have the God plan unfold, just like Nehemiah, attacks will come. See, you notice in the first verses, one through three, these men that were against the people of God, they started to jeer at the Jews. They started to say things against them. They started to taunt them. They started to hate them. They started to scream voices against them. That is an attack. And and I, I, I see, like, God, like, why didn't you just avoid all that? Why didn't you just allow for Nehemiah just to have safe passageway? You called him, God. You said, God, this was the plan for him. You may be sitting here wondering, God, you called me to do something, and I'm trying to do it, but I keep getting attacked. The thing about God is this. you got to be tested before you can be proved true. See, you got to get some things that hit you. you got to walk through some fire. You gotta, you gotta take some hits before you truly know. Are you ready for what God's called you to do? See, some people are just like, I'm ready, God, send me. And you start walking yourself. And the moment you actually do get hit by something hard, you're like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> nope, never again. Instead of saying, Whoa, this is the God plan for my life, I'm gonna take a step. And in this step, I might get hit. 
People might say something. Guess what? I got God with me. Okay, take another step. All right, cool. Another step. Cool. I'm walking now this way. Oh, a big hit comes at me. Guess what? I've already faced all these little hits. I've already been tested and tried. I've already been attacked. People have already said stuff about me. People have already done stuff about me. It doesn't matter because the God plan for my life is no attacks may come. God is for me and not against me. Can I be honest for a second? This isn't a, a pride thing. Please hear my heart. But there were people that would look at my wife and I straight in the face. And they would say to us, don't do this, this. Don't build a church in the city. You guys won't make it in that city. Your church will fail in that city. You, you won't be able to reach people in this city. You won't fill seats in this city. People don't want another church in this city. You get what I'm saying here? People threw a lot of jabs and stuff at us. And was there moments when I was like, ah, that one hurt? Yeah. And as we step to plant this city, as we step to be a part of God's plan for our lives, we would get hit. We would have trials come up. And some of you are like, some people have said, man, you and Rachel just have perfect lives. Really? Come live with us for a week. And you'll see what Satan throws at us. You'll see what people deal with. We see, you'll see what we have to go through and be strengthened through because you know what? I would rather be strengthened now because I know what's ahead of this God plan because God promised me years ago. He called us years ago. See, if you guys, as, as young believers or old believers, if you stop saying these attacks are too hard and you start to say, no, these attacks, man, these attacks, these are growing me. The trials that I'm a part of, these are growth opportunities for me. What if we looked at trials that way? Yo, we would get to church and we would be like, yo, I need to worship Jesus this morning. Because I'm going through it and no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to worship him. Because I don't care what else is happening. I need Jesus this morning. God's plan, it's going to prop some attacks. But take heart. Everyone say, take heart we got to know that in this city, being called to do this in this city, to be a part of this, to really see stadiums filled with people coming to know Jesus. Anybody want to see stadiums filled with people coming to know My hand's up. Three of us. We're all going to have a prayer meeting right afterwards in the back. The rest of you all, God bless you. We love you. You're welcome to come back. But I want to see stadiums filled. I want to see streets filled with praises. I want to walk down streets here in this city listening to people's homes as praises are coming out of their house, as prayers are coming out of their house. I don't need to hear anymore about the violence and the nonsense. I don't want to hear that anymore. What I want to hear is faith, hope, truth, joy, peace, step by step. I don't care what's going to come my way. Bring it. Because I know what God's plan for my life is. I love a lot more than my bed and my mama. I do. God's plan for my life is to love this city and to love my wife and to love you all, and to see you all become part of God's plans. Attacks may come when it's God's plan. The second thing is this, though, good news. Attacks should prompt you to pray. Immediately, attacks should prompt you to pray. Nehemiah's first reaction when he hears this is not, oh, no, get the committee together. I got to call my girlfriend. I'm going... Let me just tell you what's going on in my life right now. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? The guy's like, oh, man, it's just like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's whatever. Guys are so different. It's awesome. 
But the moment something crazy happens, I'm, I'm actually one of those women. Like, I'm like, something's happening. God, help me. Somebody pick up the phone. <laughs> but see, the first thing for Nehemiah is he prayed. He got on his knees, I believe. And he stretched his hands to heaven and he says something crazy. Hear, oh God. Hear me, oh God. Hear me, oh God. Help. Come through. Be with us. We need you here. The plan that you put in my heart, the attacks are coming, but I, I know that I'm praying to a God in heaven that hears me. That is, is listening. That is going to move on my behalf. That's going to work on my behalf. That's going to do what you promised to do. God, hear me. See, attacks should immediately prompt you to get on your knees or if you're driving in the car to just begin to pray. Don't get on your knees while you're in the car. Please don't do that. But it should drive you to your knees. Some of you don't even know what a prayer life is, and that's okay. But can I be honest? When you catch a glimpse of how good God is, when you're getting attacked, and you can get on your knees, and you can start lifting your voice to Jesus, or you can start asking him to work on your behalf, he will come through for you. I've seen it 100,000 billion times in my life. It's a lot of times. But I've seen it. And Nehemiah knew it. He knew that the God plan, that attacks were going to come. But you know what? He was a child of God. So bring him on. And as he was, was hit, he got on his knees and he began to pray. He began to pray. And he said, God, may your hand of power, your outstretched hand of power, may it just move on behalf. Psalms 136, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. With a strong hand and saying, God, you have a strong hand and an outstretched arms to work on my behalf. You need a prayer to pray when you're getting attacked. God, stretch out your hand of power on my life right now. Work. Move. Help. Help. It's not weakness. It's strength when you cry out to Jesus. Do you know that? It's not you being weak. Men, men, listen to me. As men of your homes, as future men of homes, Get on your knees when attacks come. Get on your knees and start crying out, God, may your hand of outstretched power move. I can't fix this. I'm not strong enough. I don't want to fix it because I've already messed up too many times trying to fix it. God, may your hand power move. Ladies, when the attacks come, pray. Women, you got an anointing to pray. Man, my mom is a prayer warrior. Rachel is a prayer warrior. There are many women in this room that are prayer warriors. I believe women, when attacks come, get on your knees and pray. Don't talk about it. Can we just all come to the agreement? Everybody put your hand up and say, I'm going to stop talking about it first, and I'm going to pray first. You all just, it was three of us once again. It's faith church. We need a God plan prayer for our life. Nehemiah knew how to pray. He prayed a bold prayer. You know it's okay to pray bold prayers, right? You know it's good to pray bold prayers. It's good to pray prayers that only heaven can answer. That only heaven can move on. It's okay to do that. You don't know how to pray, just talk to him. Ain't that awesome? You don't got to be scripted. You don't got to be cool with it. You can be nasty and, and ugly and lost with it. But if you're just asking Jesus to show up, he'll move. And he'll silence the attacks of the enemy. And he'll silence the things that are coming at your life. Third thing is this. If we're going to be a part of God's plan. I love this. We know that prayer prompts God to fight your battles. Prayer prompts God to fight your battles. I don't know about you, but I am thankful to God that if 
that I know, that I know that I serve a God in heaven that fights my battles. Three of us. Maybe you just need to hear this very clear. We believe in Jesus Christ at this church. We believe he died on a cross and he rose again three, three days later and that the Holy Spirit came to this earth and it said the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. That power, that grace, that move of God fights my battles for me. And it can fight your battles for you. Nehemiah knew it. He prayed to God and then he said, hey, team, in verse 6, God's going to take care of that. I prayed. <laughs> Nehemiah's a savage. I prayed. I know my God heard me. I know he listens to me because I've seen it little by little every single day of my life. Hey, guess what, guys? People, God's going to fight the battle for us. And it says this, they went to work. And they had a mind to work in verse 6. Isn't that amazing? See, I, I, I think sometimes we were like, we just need to keep praying, stay in the prayer closet, keep praying. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us. Oh, please stay. No, no, you know what's awesome about Jesus? He hears the deep cries of your hearts. He knows what you're doing. So even though the attacks are happening, you need to get out of that little prayer closet, wherever you're at praying, whatever you're doing praying, and you need to start going towards what God's called you to do. And as you're walking towards it, you can keep praying. But Nehemiah said, yo, in verse 6, so they built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. God's plan, let's get to work. God's plan for your life, get to work. You guys see more people than I will ever see Monday through Saturday. You guys will be around more people of influence than I will ever be a part of. You guys have a sphere of influence that you see day in and day out. Get to work. Because one day, Jesus is going to come back. And that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. But he's going to go, yo, JP, yeah, come on. And you know what I want? Sorry, it's weird emotions on Sunday morning. I want to be like, yo, look at all these other people that I told them told about you about look at look at come on bring them yeah yeah come on because there's people dying and they're going to hell sorry but this is God's plan to see people redeemed to see people saved to see prisoners set free to see bondage and addiction broken to see mental, mental things holding you back broken. To see emotional distraught broken. To see trauma that's been on you broken. To see things that have been placed on you broken. And in one prayer, he can break it. And in one moment, he can do it. And when he does it, guess what now? You're free. So live free. Walk in freedom. Don't keep going back to what you used to know. Don't keep touching what you used to touch. Nehemiah said, yo, don't worry about it. I prayed. I took care of it. God's going to move on our behalf. Let's get to work. We got a bunch of inability Christians not doing work because you're still living in the bondage of things of the past where Jesus already set you free from. So claim the victory. See Nehemiah's prayer? He claimed victory. Do you know it's okay to claim victory in your prayers? Uh, no, it's not. Nehemiah did it. <laughs> and he's in the Bible. <laughs> JP's not even in the Bible. 
Nehemiah is in the Bible. This makes sense. God's going to fight your battles. God's going to go before you, behind you, next to you. He's going to walk with you. He's going to protect you. He's going to put a shield of faith up in front of you. He's going to be with you. Are you willing to get behind him? Are you willing to say, fight my battles, God? Have your way, God. I want to be a part of your plan, God. I've been doing this just for me too long. I want to be a part of what you're a part of. I want to see what you see. I want to know what you know. And you know what's awesome? I know I'm going a little long. I'm almost done. It says that they built the wall all the way around halfway up. (laughs) I read that like, yo, you guys got some more work to do. They built the wall all the way around. It was strong. It was fortified halfway up. And God says something to me. JP, remind us. Remind the people. They don't got to be superheroes. They don't got to do everything right now. They don't got to do everything that I've called them to do. The the plans that I've placed inside their hearts, they don't have to do it all right now. They don't have to have it all together right now. They just need to do something. See, the men of God, this is... that's a place to say amen. God said to them, let's get to work. They went to work, and what they do, they built the wall halfway up. Why? Because they knew that if they just started to work, they could see progress. If they got to work, they could start to see something happen. They could start to fortify a city day by day, hour by hour. The wall was built halfway up because the people said, we can't do it all in one day, but God is going to allow us to do something today. Will you be a part of God's plan to do something today? Or will you be afraid of how big the wall has to be put up? The call's too big, God. I'm not ready for it. He knows that. What he wants today is to say, are you ready just to build a little bit up today? Are you ready to let me grow you step by step, day by day, hour by hour? Lord, I need you day after day. And finally, the band's going to come up. God's going to fight the battles. But the battles aren't necessarily going to stop. And it's definitely not going to stop God's plan. Amen. (laughs) The battles are going to come. They're going to happen. But you know what's awesome? His mercies are new every day. His grace is new every day. His protection is new every day. He is for you today. So yeah, guess what? Attacks are going to happen. But they're not going to stand in the way of God's plan for your life. Someone needs to hear that today. You felt that God's plan can't happen because you've done too much wrong. Let me tell you today, you haven't done enough for God to not work his plan out in you. You haven't. You haven't gone too far. You haven't lied too much. You haven't done too much. You haven't hated too much. You haven't sinned too much. He still loves you. And he's for you. And he wants to see his plan unfold in your life today. Even though attacks may still come, he wants to protect you today and watch over you today. He wants to be your king and your Lord and your savior today. Nehemiah had to remind them of this. See, if you skip down to verse 12, and I'm closing with this. It says this, that they started to work. They started to go to work. It happens in the life of a believer. We start to do what God's called us to do, and then we hit another attack. So Nehemiah, a man of faith, stepped in and said, hey, Hey, and it says this, at that time the Jews who lived near them came from all directions and said to us ten times, you must return to us. You must return to us, a.k.a. fear. Never mind, we'll 
keep going. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall and open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, with their spears, and with their bows. And I looked in the rows and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember. Remember. Key word. Everybody see that? Remember. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. <laughs> I love Nehemiah. Who's great and awesome? Just remember that guy. He's awesome. He's great. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And verse 15, when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. Attacks are going to come. But remember, remember how awesome and good God is. Attacks are going to come. Remember how good and awesome God is. Remember today how good our God is. Remember that he is for us and not against us. Remember that he calls us his child, that we are chosen and set free. Remember today that God loves you so much. Now it's time to get to work. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to move. Now it's time to share this good news with Jesus Christ, with this world. Because he, he's good. And his plan for your life is good. So I don't know about you, maybe this morning we just need to worship a little bit. We need to remember his goodness. We we need to remember his praise. We we need to remember that he's going to fight for us. That he's going to set us free day in and day out. Come on church, if you believe this this morning, would you stand to your feet? Would you worship this morning?